This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. Bez, what do you love? Well, John, it's a new sponsor and I'm loving it. For me, double quarter pound a meal. What are you having? Oh, it's got, got to be the chicken nugget share box. To myself, there's no sharing, but well, to myself. That goes without saying. But what yeah. dip? Oh, barbecue. It's a barbecue dip. Yeah. But where can people get it? So, yeah, where can you get it? You can order via the McDonald's app. Um, it's via participating restaurants only. 18 plus. Rewards. Registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. So, see mcdonalds.com for full details. There's a team that we all love. Playing out of person time. They've had a few promotions, but always end up going down. Play up, play up, for fail. 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 Good evening and welcome to the Alienvale podcast. It's the first of our summer special and I'm joined by a very special guest. It's Bez. How are you doing? I'm all right, mate. How are you? Have you recovered yeah. from Friday night? Um, yeah, we escaped. It was, yeah, that was, yeah, that wasn't, that's not an experience I want to ever do again. Well, uh, we're going to, and we'll go into some more detail on another one because we won't keep our other guests waiting too long but going on to will we went to paralysis escape room on friday night have you ever heard of it paralysis escape room yeah it's in, no, Han- in hanley near the regent theater and it's a horror escape room so it's not a normal escape room it's oh really we won't give the game away too much but it's horror i've done a normal one but not a horror one before how do you fancy a horror one uh, i mean i wouldn't be the greatest fan of it <laughs> well, neither do most of us, but they have messaged, and one of the questions sent in was, do you fancy a horror escape room? Because we've been invited back, so you're more than welcome to come with us. <laughs> yeah, I'll give it a go, to be fair. There we go. We'll send you the data <laughs> when we've got it. You, the next footage, you'll see Will tied somewhere and creatures attacking him or whatever's going to happen. Back to you, John. It was absolutely mental, wasn't it? But yeah. as, as you can hear, we're joined by... Port Vale defender Will Forrester. So, Will, we're going to go. We're going to go straight in with the question that everybody wants to know. Over to you, Bez. So, we've got three questions. We always ask all of the guests, and we're going to keep them the same for you. So, question yeah. one is: Team supported growing up? Um, you're going to think I'm lying here, but I'm not. I um, I actually didn't really support anyone, but because I was obviously at Stoke. From such a long age, such a young age, sorry, I've sort of just grown up watching them. But all my family are Stoke supporters, so that's probably why everyone assumes I'm a Stoke supporter. But yeah. that's fun now. Good answer. <laughs> but when you were I growing that would up, be the first question. Yeah, yeah. to be honest. And to be fair, you listen to any of the pods. That's always the first question. Okay. <laughs> Um, so, favourite player when you were growing up? Um, what? Anyone or anyone? anyone. Yeah, anyone. So, so the, the sort of player that you modelled yourself on as a kid. We all we all did it, you know. Like stood in front of the yeah. mirror. You brought that cheap cheap pot of gel and spiked your hair up like Michael Owen. <laughs> so, um, are you there? I'd best. probably say 
John Terry, but then sort of as I grew older and obviously started playing more, I sort of kind of looked up to John Stone because the way he plays with the ball is kind of like how I like to play with the ball. So, yeah, uh, probably them two are my main ones, but obviously there's loads you can pick from Van Dyke now. Yeah. Yeah, I thought yeah. you say she grew up and realised she was a bit of a woman. I she thought, no, that's not good for me. I mean, she liked someone else. <laughs> Obviously, on if, the football if, pitch, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if rumours are believed to be true, of course. Um, and the last one, we always like this one: a rational dislike of a player. So a player that, for no reason, you just don't take a fancy to, and it's not because they're a bad player. So it's not like, uh, no, I can't say that. <laughs> but you. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not like Bez is a rational dislike at the minute, it's Gav Massey. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yes. <laughs> but yeah, Gav. so, yeah, poor Gav, uh, poor Gav. But not <laughs> someone that's like really shit, so you think, oh, I don't like him because the shit, but someone that's actually a good play, but you just don't take to for some reason. And I'm running about your couldn't squad, I'm running about growing up when you were watching football. Like Johnny had a good and Luke Rogers for Vale, and the irrational dislike is although he was always offside. Yeah, we, we yeah. also had someone had Cristiano Ronaldo the, the last time, yeah. just because, like, yeah. you know, he's a world class talent, but they just everyone bigs him up so much, and it's just they, they don't, it doesn't do it for them. So, yeah, um, probably say Mason Mount. That's a good I think one. He's very overrated. Yeah. He's obviously a good player, but for all the hype he gets, I don't think. He's as good as the other England midfielders that we've got. And with him, he would get an all side above Garrity, would he? Oh, no, would he? Yeah. Gazza would keep him out, wouldn't he? Easy, easy. Get that Don't contract box signed. Box like Gazza. Exactly. <laughs> get that contract signed, Gazza, when you're listening. <laughs> well, have you, have you just, is, is, talking about Garrity, he needs to sort his mate out. His mate, Paddy. Okay. Paddy the Baddy. He, he's oh, he was on Cruise social media the other day promoting Chris Long's new contract. Oh, yeah, I saw that, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Apparently, they went to school together, Paddy and Chris Long did, but... Well, Gar- if the if the Vale media guys are listening to this, once Garrity signed that contract, and let's hope he is, there you go. <laughs> one, you, need get, you, you need to get Paddy the Baddie signing it with him or something. We've got to one-up it. Yeah. Who's, who's announcing your next contract at the Vale then, Will, if Paddy's going to announce Garrity's? Oh, God. Um, Can't be a Stoke player. Is this, so, so basically what you're asking, who's the most famous person in his phone book? Yeah, basically. Yeah, go on. Yeah, that's a good way of putting it. God, I haven't got many. Um, I couldn't even give you one, to be honest. Yeah. Roger, Roger will have to do it. <laughs> Britain's everywhere. Yeah. What about Ryan Shawcross? <laughs> I don't know how that one will go down with the fan base, to be fair. Yeah. Well, Although, we'll if you get him in a veil shirt to announce it, then we can give them down the road a bit of stick. Maybe. <laughs> well, that's asking. Yeah. Is he still in Miami at the minute? Or is he back? So. No, he's back now. Is he back? He's, uh, I knew he was looking for... Uh, sort of managing coaching role but I'm not sure how, how that's going it'll be quite interesting see if he see if he managed how he um how he played it's always, yeah. it's always quite interesting one that is to see how ex-players go into management and see if the styles mirror or not 
So yeah, I think he'd be a good good manager to be fair. The leader, isn't he? So yeah, he's got the qualities for it. So talking about players like him, who's the best player you've played with? Ooh, played with um, probably you know a lad called Nathan Collins. Plays for yeah. Wolves now. Yeah, yeah. So obviously I was at Stoke with him, and I used to live with him when he was at Stoke. So <laughs> probably just sounds like I'm saying it because he's been mate, but he's actually a good player. <laughs> but um, probably John Obi McCall was good. Yeah. Um, Probably say Nick Powell's the best I've ever played with. He's a joke. Like some of the stuff he can do with a ball is like similar to like Willow. Just like you've never seen anyone do it before. But yeah, he's a top player. Too soon mention Willow. Will far too soon. <laughs> Still is. <laughs> I realised that when it left him. <laughs> no, I was joking. And naturally, following on from that, who's the best player you played against? Um, probably Phil Foden and Jaden Sancho. Yeah, yeah, I'd probably say them too. Just both. Obviously, when they were both at, coming through the City Academy, but, uh, obviously played against them with Stoke, and they're both just—you don't realise a good deal until you like. Obviously, I was getting faced up by Sancho. I was thinking, oh god. So yeah, they're just so sharp with the ball. Put him in the stand, early doors, job done. <laughs> and you do well, realise, when you said best player you played with and you didn't mention Smith, you do realise pre-season <laughs> now you're going to get pinched and punched and everything yeah. when you're training. I did say that, actually, last time I got asked it. I said smudger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we well, have to mention Smithy when you're talking about stuff like that, don't you? Yeah. So... We were sent this question in, and it's quite an interesting one. Who's the most underrated player that you think you've ever played with? Ooh, that is a good question. Um, uh, and against? At Vale or? No, any time of your uh, career. Underrated. God. Probably say, I only played a few times with him, but Danny Bath, who's obviously now at Sunderland. He's very underrated. He's like one of the best defenders that I've seen. That like defending his box, similar to Smudge, to be fair. Like the way he defends, it's just never seen anything like it. Um, played against, um, God, there's so many out there. Uh, Dominic Solanke. Ah. Yeah, he's a, obviously yeah. he's a class player. I only played against him twice, but I think obviously what he scored, he's done well this season. I think I don't know how yeah, many he scored, has. but he's, I've seen him knock a few goals in. So, but yeah, I think he's he's a good player. Yeah, no, he's done well this year. The favorite game you've ever played in? Mm-hmm. You know what? I'd say Derby away this season. Really class enjoyed that. that. Yeah. Class. Obviously, the result that come with it as well. But I think the, the whole performance of the team was just and the fans that day. How many did we take? Was it like 
2,800 yeah. once it's all out. Yeah. So, yeah, I think just topped it off with the win. So, you know, we could give the fans what they wanted, really. And obviously, against one of the bigger boys in the league as well. So, that was up. I'd say that was probably my best game I've played in. And obviously, my full baby, but we won't go into that. So. <laughs> yeah, Ned won't go into that. On that, Derby, obviously, it's a great atmosphere and that. When you're on the pitch, do you, can you do you take in what the fans are singing, or do you just hear noise when you you know you're in the zone, you're focusing, and Mendes Lang's running at you or what have you, and you concentrate. Do you hear what the fans are singing, or do you, do you um, just not like you obviously hear them when obviously the ball's in play, but because you're so concentrated on the actual game and like obviously where I play, I'm always checking shoulders or whatever see where the striker is but if the ball goes out of play or someone's down in you can 100% hear what they're singing but so obviously that day they were ridiculously loud as well so yeah yeah you can hear them when when the ball's out of play and stuff because it was brilliant once did you hear from the players after like five well ten minutes when they went up the singing stoker shit and so were you at all (laughs) and then at full time the Vale fans singing it back at them yeah yeah I always hear that that as well when um, when when we play, if I play like a good pass or something, I just get really stoked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I hear that one. <laughs> yeah, and when your name's announced, or if you've been announced man of the match, it's always all again, we ain't stuck, we ain't <laughs> But it's, it's endearment uh, towards you. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's good banner, isn't it, I think. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that uh, what, what I do really like as well is that, like, you you two kick it the right way straight away. Obviously, when people first started singing it and stuff, you, you saw a couple of people looking as if they go, that that could this could backfire because we obviously <laughs> heard that you are a massive Stoke fan. So it's it was one of them. You can, you kind of we we've signed so many massive Stoke fans along, along the times that we've heard from people. We I think one of the root one one of the rumors when we signed Dicko that he had a Stoke tattoo and it's and yeah. stuff like that. <laughs> Yeah, which he hadn't. No, he hadn't oh, no. apparently. But yeah, it was still. No, but I, I think it, I think it's good. You know, like where where did we play away? Bristol Rovers. Bristol Rovers, yes, yeah. yes. And uh, yeah, obviously I was warming up, and the fans are close to the side of the pitch there, aren't they? So yeah, I was just getting it all the old time. I was warming up. Yeah. And uh, it, it was making me laugh. It was good. It was good fun. Yeah. And and obviously you didn't join in clapping when they were singing if you ate Stoke City, clap your ass. <laughs> I think I gave them one actually. You did, you did. Once <laughs> <laughs> uh, on you, Johnny. It is. So what's what's your favourite ever game that you've watched live? So it can be in person or TV, but what's your favourite game that you sat there and just you could watch over and over again? Do you know what? It was the Sheffield Wednesday game over there against Peterborough. Unreal. But obviously, 4 0 down. And then as soon as they scored that second goal, I, I knew it. I said to my missus, they're going to score. They're going to score four here and win. But yeah, well, afterwards, I, I sat there, I was thinking, that is mental. I've never seen anything like that. But, yeah, imagine being a part of that. It's crazy. Second place, yeah, he's come back in the playoffs ever, that. Is that what it is, is that? 
second year. First was oh. all last season. Because <laughs> if you listen to Swindon, they got it wrapped up after the first leg. So <laughs> he sold out the car park, leave him alone. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I you, that game is one of them games where both sides of it it'd be obviously not amazing to be in Peterborough's position, but like. That feeling that of, of Peterborough reminds you of why you love and hate football in equal measures. Because, yeah. say, the game was amazing as a neutral, but there's some Peterborough fans probably feeling like hell for the next few days. Yeah, 100%. But I think that, that's why everyone loves football, isn't it? For yeah. moments like that. Like, for a neutral, that's, you can't get a better game than that, can you? Obviously. After the first, after the first, like they probably got hotels, boots, and everything. The Peterborough fans. Yeah. Yeah. I, I saw a video of um, I don't know if you've seen it, the Sheffield Wednesday fan when he after the first leg when he he makes a video and he rips his ticket up like this, <laughs> and he was getting pelted afterwards after they won. <laughs> yeah, I could have had. It's one of them you still have to go, wouldn't you? When, like you say, when they scored was it seven minutes? I thought this is on. This is. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, especially them as well. They just scored. I don't know how many goals they've scored at Hillsborough this year, but well, Darren Moore said they were averaging three a game at home, so that's why he thought they could do it. So, is that what it is? Is it three? Yeah, I think it says something like sixty-five goals at home, which was ridiculous. Some guy in there, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It, is. it is. It is. Next one, right? Getting into it. Favorite position. Back three or back four? Um, probably say back three, but I like I equally like the back four the same. But I think with the back three, I can kind of play all three, so it suits me more, and like you can sort of get on the ball more in the three. So yeah, I'd probably say a back three. But I don't really mind either. Without giving so- anything away too much. What do you think Cross will go with next season? Three or four? Or do you genuinely not know at this stage? Because obviously he has only been interim manager and whereas now he can put his own stamp on things properly. Yeah, um, I'm not in, entirely sure, but I'd think he'd probably stick with the back three. But I might be totally yeah. wrong. But... Yeah, it'll be interesting to see, won't it? Yeah, but I think the good thing is we can sort of adapt so if we need to change to a four and if we're chasing a game or whatever i think we can do that we've done that a few times this season to be fair so i think that's always a good sort of trait to have in that back three then where where, where do you most enjoy playing because i know a lot of time at stoke you're on the left of the three and with us it's been on the right of the three for yeah. probably 60 percent of the time and then you're you're in the middle for a little bit yeah, um, I genuinely enjoy all of them, but do you know what? I'd probably say the left of a three. But like when I had the spell where I played, I think it was five or six games in the middle towards the start of the season, I uh, really enjoyed that because just, I just enjoy covering that ball down the channel and kind of starting to play from the back through the middle. So. But yeah, I genuinely like all three of them the same, really. But probably, probably say the last. <laughs> so if Dan Jones is listening, he's coming for your spot next season. <laughs> I always, I always say that to 
suppose you were swap sides in the game. <laughs> What's he like in the dressing room? Because he comes across so chilled and so laid back. Yeah, he is exactly like that boy. He's, uh, I get along with Jonesy really well, to be fair. Um, but yeah, he's this top guy. He's, he's, you know, he's actually quite quiet. Ah. But, well, not like really quiet, but he's he's like a weird one. He can like, be quiet or he can be loud. But yeah, Jonesy's the top guy. Well, I'm yeah. glad he's obviously signed this deal, which is, I think, good news for the football club. Yeah, definitely. Definitely looking forward to Jones next season. To be fair, I'm not just saying that because John, that's a solid back three. Add a bit of right in somewhere and you, Smithy, Jonesy, obviously Castelli, and then there's a space for yeah. someone else to come in and good competition. Yeah, I think you always you always need the competition as well because players can become kind of complacent because they know they're going to play, but I think it's always good to have Healthy competition to keep, obviously, performing well. And to you, Gianni. So, we're going to go on to talk about your stout days for a little bit, because it's only fair. We talk about anyone else's history. Um, yeah. So, the one question, how did it feel about scoring on your debut for Stoke? Uh, and if, you don't yeah, say like... sh- if you don't say shit, it's the wrong answer. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was uh, it was obviously a special moment for myself and my family because obviously they they've all grown up obviously watching Stoke and uh, and to score for the team that I've been at since I was five kind of shows how hard I've worked to make my way through all of the all the ranks at Stoke but yeah it was um it was a special feeling even just making my debut but then to score a goal as well it was just the icing on the cake really but yeah it was it was a special day your third favorite goal of your career yeah <laughs> <laughs> obviously behind the two you scored for the veil obviously yeah, yeah obviously yeah and then obviously you went on loan to Mansfield for a bit and Struggled a bit with ankle injuries there. How did you cope with that being a young lad out on loan, struggling with injuries? And obviously, you played a few games for Mansfield. I'm sure you played against us when you were at Mansfield. Uh, no, did I didn't. You, I missed did that. You, game. Did you miss that? Yeah. Well, I was. So I was still. Um, so basically, when that season, that was obviously the season after I'd made my debut. Um, we'd so I'd done pre-season and everything with the first team. Uh, and then we played, did we play? First game of pre-season, we played against Hibs and um, I got a terrible tackle on um, the lad just absolutely stunned me. And I ended up being out for like, I think it was 14 weeks. I did my syndesmosis in my ankle. Um, so the gaffer then at the time was obviously uh, Michael O'Neill. And uh, oh, when the window was getting closer, he uh, he brought in, you know, Leo Ostergaard? Yeah. Yeah. So obviously he brought him in and he told me that he couldn't like take the risk in waiting for me. So we we're going to let you go alone. But I was still rehabbing at this time. So, so I went to Mansfield on, uh, it was quite late in, on deadline day, actually. Um, 
and then I ended up rehabbing. So I had two weeks left in my rehab, so I went late to Mansfield. And then once I was there, obviously I didn't play straight away because I needed match fitness and stuff. But then once I started playing, I um, really enjoyed it. It's, like, it's, it's a really good club, to be fair, Mansfield. Um, I, I played on the left of a three there. And uh, yeah, I really enjoyed it. And then uh, I think we played, who was it? Was it home? I think it might have been Carlisle actually. And um, I just played a pass and I just heard a pop in my ankle. And uh, yeah, I ended up going down and coming off. And then that was, took me to the end because I was only allowed to go until uh, January. And then obviously that took me till January, which I was good about to be fair, because I was really enjoying it. And then uh, I wanted to go back Obviously, Nigel Cook wanted me to go back as well, but um, the manager, see Michael O'Neill, just said, no, I'm going to be involved with the first team, So, which I was happy about. But then I only ended up staying and playing, I think it was four games towards the end of the season. So obviously I was happy to play the four games, but I feel like I would have got more going back to Mansfield and playing than I would have been 20-odd games or whatever it is. Yeah. So that was quite frustrating, but yeah, I really enjoyed my time at Mansfield. It's I was I was actually rooting for them. I just played them in the final, but wow, <laughs> wow, we're not editing that out, believing no. that. <laughs> no, but that was that was only because I was online there. Fair enough. But fair now, now we keep them down. <laughs> if you want Slag O'Neill off, you can. I'm sure he won't listen. Stoke fans won't mind. Now he's not there. What was he like? Um, Say no comment if you don't want Slag him off. <laughs> Yeah, I can't say much, but uh, he was a good, <laughs> good manager, as in like tactics and stuff. But I knew what he was on about. But I think because he's only managed at international level, like the like it's hard to explain. So like, yeah, I don't think he was a great man manager. Hmm. But obviously, that might be because he's only managed international. But yeah, yeah, I, I won't say much more. That's fair enough. That's fair enough. Just on about injuries. We had a bit of an argument on this podcast, a game this season. I can't remember who it was at home, but you went up for an eddy, come down, and it looked to me as though the pitch just gave way under your foot. Your leg went one way, and you struggled on for about 10 minutes after that. And to be honest, probably should have got subbed at that point. It was obvious you were hurt. And then you went off, and we didn't see you for a bit after. Was the pitch at fault for your injury on that day? Yeah, it was. That's yeah, it was, I said um, it was. I said it was. I'm claiming that one, Johnny, because yeah. me and you went I can't remember. It was, it was Burton, a joke. Was, was, was it Burton? Big Daddy come on for you, didn't he? Yeah, it was Burton. Yeah. Was, was Burton, yeah. yeah. Was Burton. You went up, and it was about it was yeah. only 20, 25 minutes in, wasn't it? You won the had to come down, and it looked like the pitch just exploded yeah. from underneath you. Do you know what? It, it was a weird one. We um, So, obviously, when I came off, we got the footage at from MJ at half time and we watched it back and I actually got uh, really lucky with it. Because initially they, the way I sort of fell, so like my left leg's kind of slipped in front of me and I've obviously like kind of caved in. So they thought it was uh, my ACL at first, which luckily it wasn't. So yeah, I kind of got lucky with it to be fair. 
yeah. which is obviously good news, but frustrating yeah. that that kept me out. So I don't know. I don't think I was out for long, was I? No, it wasn't too long. Just frustrating. Just cost us that game because uh, Derek come on and looked a bit like Bambi on ice. But, you know, we won't ask you about his performance that day. But <laughs> at least the pitch has been sorted and you won't have that problem next season. Yeah, they've been doing loads of work, haven't they? I've actually been in the last week or so and I've been watching them do it. So they're doing loads of work. I think they've been doing the drainage system. Isn't yeah, it? yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it looks like they're, they're all hard at work. So that should be good news for next season. So you've been in the club the last few days? Uh, yeah, I was just in doing some work in the gym and stuff. Let's start some rumours. Who have you seen in there that perhaps isn't contracted <laughs> to the club at the moment that might be? Uh, Messi, Ronaldo. <laughs> Great, bloody hell. Big budget next season then, we're going for it. <laughs> no, I haven't, I haven't seen anyone, just, just myself. Yeah. <laughs> no, nice try, I'm not sure I'd tell you if I did see it. No, that, that's fair. That's fair. We don't want to jeopardise any transfers and other clubs coming because they think we're close to signing someone. <laughs> tell us off air after. Yeah. <laughs> On to the good stuff now. It was the first transfer between Stoke and Vale since 1978. So, obviously, with you coming from Stoke, what do you feel the perception of Port Vale was as a football club? And... Has it changed in the past couple of years since Carol's been there? Um, I think for me, I've always, I've, obviously, I've never really watched many poor better games or anything, but I've always known that they're they're a good club, and obviously they had a bit of trouble with ownership before. Uh, obviously, Carol and Kevin came in, but since they've come in, I think. The club's just, it's like, kind of gone to another level, I think, where it's like, what what they've done is just, like, ridiculous what they've done with the club, really. And obviously the investment that they put in it and all the work that they do. And I think it's, it's good that she's not like any other owner. She's like, I, I must see her. I must get sick of seeing her. I see her about three times a day. But Carol, if think... you're listening, he doesn't actually mean sick of seeing you. He means he loves seeing you. Yeah, no, they're, they're at the contract. But... <laughs> <laughs> but no, I think I think that's like she eats with the players when she can. And I think that's you, you, you don't get that at many, if any, clubs really. So I think, yeah, I think there are a club that's obviously trying to push on and hopefully we can push on and finish as high as we can and even try and get obviously promoted to the championship which is the end goal really however long it takes yeah yeah definitely and obviously as johnny says you signed from the other side of the city what was oh, the yeah. reaction from your teammates there and your friends and your family who obviously are diehard stokies what was their reaction when you said i'm signing for the the right side of the city um you know, I didn't really um, tell that many people, to be fair. But uh, I remember when it, it first came about, and um, uh, obviously my age, because I was speaking with my agent, obviously telling him that I'm not happy, I want to just go and play elsewhere. Um, and I remember he, he said, obviously, Port Vale, and I was, I was thinking, 
<laughs> surely I can't go to Port Vale. <laughs> but, um, you know, I, when I went, obviously when uh, Daryl was the manager, I, I went to have a meeting with them and you know all about the, the presentation and stuff. That they yeah. Did. And um, well, as soon as I had that I, and met with Carol and stuff, I, I said, let's just do it straight away. I didn't even think about all of the stuff that will come with it from fans and stuff. But yeah, it was, I remember telling my family and they were a bit like, oh, that's good news. <laughs> but, did did but, you uh, become the black sheep of the family at that point? <laughs> I haven't seen him since. <laughs> Kicked you out on the street, ER. You're out, son. No, but um, but yeah, I didn't really. Obviously, when I first signed, I didn't really think about anything. And then, obviously, I remember it got um, it got leaked. I think I went in for my medical, and it got leaked on. Um, I signed something for some little kid. Yes, I remember. And I think it. someone took a picture or something. And I remember it got posted on Twitter the night before. Oh my god! I've never <laughs> seen anything like it. Like, me and my missus were just like this. <laughs> I was just getting oh, some abuse, but like some of it was terrible when it when it actually got announced and stuff. That's yeah, received like loads of death threats and everything. Yeah, but it doesn't bother me. But for like some people, that could have affected them. But yeah, it was a weird one. And I think it's fair to say straight away, Vale fans took you to the heart. And, yeah. You know, it was, what's the reaction from Stoke fans now if you see him or speak to him or is he kind of gone now? Time's a good deal. Uh, yeah, I think so. I still get um, <laughs> a little bit when I go to Tesco and Aldi and stuff. Like from, <laughs> usually it's from about like 15 year olds shouting yeah. snake and all this stuff. <laughs> But um, no, I think the majority of like the the older state fans sort of they understood why I made the move. I obviously made it for myself yep. and my own career. So I think the majority of them understand it. But obviously, when it first happened, it was all a bit um, like raw for them. But yeah, like you said about the how I thought the Bale fans would take me. Again, that didn't even cross my mind when I signed. We probably should have. Um, yeah, I thought it, some of them would be a bit uh, sort of against it because obviously they're rivals. But I remember it was the was it Fleetwood the first game? Yes, it was. Yeah, and I remember I came off the bench for the last twenty minutes, I think. Yeah, and I remember when when I um, obviously came on and they put the board up the reception that I received. Like I sort of I. Uh, appreciate that so much and like I kind of just knew that okay like they're taking to me so which is good news and now I just want to give back to them do you know what I mean with my performances and stuff so yeah I was delighted with that I'm going completely off script here. go on well, Johnny and then I'm going work. off script as well you talk you talk about that reception Liam McCarran had a completely opposite reception to you being on loan how do you yeah. have, like it was so different seeing, obviously, you you signed permanently, so obviously the fans were happier that you'd left to come to the better side. But when you when you see when you saw the reception that McCarran got, did you did you think yourself lucky in that stage that that could have been you? Yeah, I think so. That was obviously like kind of the risk that I took 
you know, everyone, you all could have hated me for, obviously, for coming for the other side. But I think with, um, with Liam, it's because obviously it's a loan. And obviously, the Vale fans will know that he's just going to go back to Stoke, no matter sort of how good he was. You know what I mean? So I think it was kind of like Vale de- developing him for, obviously, their rivals, which is why they didn't like it. I don't know. But yeah. I think you meant the nail on the head. Because yeah. we had a debate about it. And my view is if they come Vale and have a really good spell for six months and help us up the table, I don't mind it. But I know, Johnny, you're in the mindset we shouldn't be developing their players. And there is a split on it. To me, if they play well on the Vale yeah. I don't care where they've come from. Yeah. And like say, it's different when it's permanent alone. Yeah, I think that's... If he came and scored 20 goals, everyone would love him, like you said. So I think it's just... It's just football, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It is. My off script was, let's say, and I, I know nothing, so if anyone thinks I'm starting rumour, I'm not. Let's say we try and sign one of Stoke's young lads this summer on a permanent deal and they ring you for advice. What's your advice about do I jump from Stoke to Vale? Um, I'd say to him, obviously, it's probably the best decision I've ever made so far. Uh, obviously, I'm still young, so I'm really happy career yet but it's the best decision that I've made because obviously I wanted to come and play men's football and try and forge a career in the game which is what everyone wants to do so I'd definitely give them say make the decision for yourself really and don't think about all the stuff that comes with it like what the fans would think you just got to do it. You've kind of got to be selfish in this sport, so. Yeah. But I think, obviously, and Vale's obviously a great club for it as well. Yeah, and it's so. got to be a draw for a local lad as well, the fact that you haven't got up yeah. the missus, you haven't got up roots, you know, finding house somewhere else in the country. You're still with your family at home. Yeah, that's what I mean. That's why I've been so lucky that I haven't had to, ever had to move or anything, so. I think that would obviously be a big factor that I'd tell them as well. But the location's literally perfect. So, yeah, that's what I'd tell them, really. Yeah. And if it's just the the odd pie-eating lordy that's shouting at you in the supermarket, then, you know, we can put up exactly. with that, can't we? <laughs> exactly. Around the Chris section in Alden. Very easy to get Back to you, Johnny. Back to me. Um, I, I'm going to skip a couple because I think it's. I think you, you touched on it. Um, yeah. Just um, you, you mentioned about social media and the death threats and stuff like that. You said it doesn't really affect you, um, but we see a lot of players tagged in posts, good and bad. We see players putting the socials on lots, so 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 you have to request to follow them and 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 such such like. And how 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 do you? How do you make make it not bother you? Is that just your build, Will, or is that training uh, training that you guys go through to? Because it must it must be difficult, especially on the good days. Obviously, it's it's easy, but when when you said like the death threats and stuff like that, and we've seen Carol tagged in some posts that are ridiculous. Um, so yeah, I think it's obvious. Social media can be a horrible place, can it, for anyone? So. I think obviously growing up through Stoke, I had 
we had lots of like social media training and stuff but I think me personally I'm quite I'm quite strong mentally so it doesn't phase me as much as maybe some players but I think sometimes you got you can't get kind of too high with the highs and obviously too low with the lows so I think obviously if you're playing well great look at all the things tell me how good I am or whatever but you've got to if you're doing that you've sort of got to understand that when you have a bad game you, obviously football fans are football fans aren't they? you're going to receive some stick so I think a lot of players obviously when we're going through a bad patch or we lose a game or have a bad game personally we'll just switch off from social media and not go on it at all which I think's probably the best decision but yeah. I think you just got to be so smart about what you're doing with it do you know what I mean yeah so like not going on it when you're in a tough time but yeah, yeah. I think for me personally I I can take some sticks so it doesn't bother me that much but so you can tell about, that when you're on the I'll, pitch, to be fair. I was going to say, how about your misses, though? Because, like, we've seen we've, we've seen some players' girlfriends be tagged and stuff because they're not on social medias, which is ridiculous. And how, how does how does she find it when, obviously, she, she hasn't got the same sort of not no need to be not scrolling and then come across something negative about you? Yeah. Um, luckily, I don't think we've seen too much since she signed from Vale fans. So... Yeah, um, obviously, like when I um, signed from Stoke, she was getting like DMs and stuff on Instagram saying, <laughs> I won't even say some of the stuff that was said, but yeah, so to be fair, she's pretty, she's pretty strong as well, but she takes it to heart, obviously, more than me. Um, but she, um, she's quite good to be fair. She, like, when she knows that I've had a bad game or, or the team's been terrible, then she'll she'll obviously have a scroll through, but if she sees something, she won't go, oh, look at this, do you know what I mean? So she kind of keeps it to herself, which is good. Yeah, yeah last thing you want, you miss missing again. Bloody hell, well, you've had a stinker yeah. today, haven't you? <laughs> to be fair, she has done that a few times. That <laughs> header at Charlton the other week, <laughs> she hammered me for that one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, in all fairness, for me on that one, you were trying to head away from danger out wide. Unfortunately, there was a man there. Yeah, it it was a weird one. It was obviously I'm not saying I obviously should have done better with it, but the way he crossed it, it like on the half volley, like off his toe, so it had you wouldn't have been able to see it from the stands or the video, but it had so much spin on it. So I tried to head it back towards him. Well, not like towards him, but like out. Across, and then, because yeah. it's got so much spin on it, it just fell up perfectly for the fella. But yeah, I should have done better with it. It happens. We stayed up. Bristol Rovers away, foul or no foul? 100% foul. I thought it was, in all fairness. And I said at the time, yeah. I thought it was. Yeah, yeah. 100%. Yeah, I thought We watched it back as well. And yeah. Everyone is the same as a foul. Yeah, it looked it sometimes. Me. Sometimes them kind of ones aren't given, are they? They're either there's either a referee that's giving fouls like that all game or not giving them all. And obviously, 
I'm lucky with it that day, but yeah, I probably I remember, could have been a little bit stronger. But. Yeah, but you got, what I remember the ref yeah. that day is, I always think with the ref, if they're not giving them for 90 minutes, fine, everyone knows where they stand. Or if they're giving them for 90 minutes, fine, you know where you stand. He seemed to be giving them all game that one, and then all of a sudden he didn't give that one. Yeah, that's what I mean, that was a frustrating thing about it. I spoke with the manager, obviously Daryl then after, and he, he was fuming about it, so... It's just one of them few, isn't it? But it yeah. was a weird game, though, wasn't it? Could have gone either way. Was, yeah, was really. Only a few more for us before we get on to one sent in. Nathan Smith, training with him. Has he taught you any of the dark arts yet? <laughs> uh, no, but I'll always, um, I'll always watch him, what he does. And honestly, I've never seen anything like him in my life. I'd hate to play against him. Yeah. Just, but he'll just do it. Like randomly, the ball will be say we're attacking in the corner, <laughs> it'll be stood behind the strike and it'll just be pinching it <laughs> just for no reason whatsoever. But yeah, you probably obviously when you're watching how the amount of times he must fall on the floor in the game, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, he's obviously he's really good at what he does. So, how many people has he got sent off? Obviously, really good at what he does. So. Yeah, what's he like as a character? He seems a right character. Yeah, yeah, he's he's a, he's a, you know he's exactly how he looks on the pitch, like just crackers. <laughs> yeah, he's <laughs> like he, he just he just never stops. Like he'll come in at half eight in the morning and he'll be just bouncing off the walls. <laughs> Honestly, I've never met anyone like him in my life. He's, Great guy, but yeah, top guy. I get along with him well as well. So I can imagine. I can imagine everyone gets on with him unless you're playing against him, and then yeah, you. I don't know how you, you you couldn't not like him. To be fair, unless you're playing against him, obviously. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Any more from you, Johnny? Before we go into the one sent in. No, I was going to say let, let's move on to the ones. No, from the fans. I've got some more. I was just seeing if there's oh, any of you that I'm just adding. You know oh. me. I just had a minute ago oh. along. Yeah. Go on, you you add him in then. Come on, go on, man. James Plant, how good is he for an eighteen-year-old? Because I think he's got a hell of a lot of potential. Yeah, Plant is really good, isn't he? Obviously, he's shown. How many games has he played? In? Three. He started Four. three anti-Ipswich away, Plymouth at home, and Chart. Did he start Charlton away? No, he came on at half-time at Charlton. Yeah, yeah. half-time Charlton. So th- there was another. Brist- did he start Bristol at home now? Maybe no. he just started two. Started to yeah. web switch away yeah. Plymouth at home, which I give yeah, him a match in both. Yeah, but even in them games that he's played, I think he's shown to the fans what what he can do. But even in before he was when he was at uh, where was he at online? Salisbury was it? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So he was he was obviously still training with us at the time, and he's always like the same in training. He's just so positive with the ball and he's he's a really good he's probably up there with one of the best trainers as well but yeah i think he's he's a top talent i think if he keeps doing what he's doing there's no no reason why he can't play every week next next season definitely a few more then best friend at the club um best friend do you know what everyone's really close but 
boss. <laughs> um, but I'd probably say Jack Stevens was up there. I really got along with Jack. Um, Danny Butterworth. Ellis as well. I played quite a lot of um, golf. So uh, obviously Jack played a lot of golf and Pepe played a lot of golf. So I played golf with them as much as I can. So, But everyone was pretty, it's quite, I think that was why we had the success we had. Not towards the end of the season, but even last season, getting to Wembley, I think the togetherness of the, the changing room was what stood us in good stead. Yeah. And you spoke about a bit there, so I'm going to ask it because fans will expect us to ask it. First half of the season was really good. Way above expectation. I think everyone would say that. Second half of the season, not so good. From a player's perspective, what went wrong on the pitch in January? Because it seemed to it seemed to be the Peterborough game was the turning point from a fan's perspective watching the games. From your perspective, what went wrong there? Yeah. Was it just a bit of bad luck, a bit of bad form? What? Um, yeah, it was a weird one. So obviously we did really well at the start of the season. We probably could have even done picked up more points than we did. Um, but yeah, we knew that from January was it. Since then we've been nowhere near at the standard. And I don't know. It was such a weird one. We couldn't really. We had so many meetings about trying to figure out what was happening, but. No one could put the finger on it. Like the the dressing room was really good. It was the same as it was at the start of the season. Like there was no nothing happening between players or anything. It was just we couldn't win a game basically. It it was so so weird. But I think that obviously always comes with football. You go through those sticky patches, but our patch just kept to seem to go on and on and on. But and then we put ourselves in a position where we should have been nowhere near it from where how many points we got at Christmas time. But yeah, it was nowhere near good enough. But yeah, I couldn't really put a finger on it. Yeah. So. Just some went. And one more, if you want to edit this out and don't want to answer, that's fine. So just say because we can. Um about three different times during the season. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. We can. Johnny can. Yeah. Johnny can. <laughs> Johnny does the editing. I don't know how to do it. You ask the questions, I'll do the editing. Yeah, that's, yeah, right. that's it. That's it. Uh, three points during the season. I think this is a load of rubbish because I can't see how it would have happened. But at three points during the season, we got told that Willow and Harrison had had a fight on the training pitch at three separate times. Did they have one fight or any fights, anything like that between Willow well, and Harrison? Absolutely no, for that. Or they were actually, um, someone must have seen it on Twitter or whatever, and they were on about it. And we, we just used to laugh about it in the changing room. But no, nothing ever happened like that. Like Willow and Alice are the most like nicest people ever. It just wouldn't happen at all. But no, yeah. we, we, we said had a laugh fact, about it. at the time they were both injured. And I think I said on the podcast, they wouldn't have been on the training pitch together. Never mind, had a fight together. <laughs> But yeah, we'll, put, well, they could have been, yeah. We'll put that one to bed. Go on, Johnny, I'll let you move on now. Well, yeah, cheers, cheers for that, mate. No you, you do your usual bit. So, yeah, we've got some question from, I'd say the fans, but the first one definitely isn't a question from the fans. 
a question from one of your mates. Um, Ad Porter has asked, what's it like being called back from London steaming to get to training before making the bench versus Forest? <laughs> no way. Um, yeah, that was, that was interesting. Um, oh, God, how long ago was that now? Would have been uh, first year of lockdown, I think. Yeah. So, so basically, we... So the academy got, um, like, completely shut down but obviously the first team still had to finish their season and um me and um, ad porter um got told that obviously we've got to stay in with the first team which i was going about so i don't time off <laughs> but, uh, um, but yeah and then um, i think it was like two weeks before the season ended they told us that like oh there's no point you you being in because like we haven't had any injury, so we don't really need you, which was fair enough. So I ended up going to London the weekend after. Uh, like I think I went Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and then Sunday. But uh, first first night there on the Friday, I was I was me and my, I don't even know where we were. We were in some bar in London, me and my missus, and I got a call. It must have been about half eleven. And I was like, oh, and it came up Rory to lap. And I was like, oh, no. <laughs> Put my head in my hand. Well, I've answered and all you can hear is boom, boom. <laughs> <laughs> so I've, I've gone out, um, obviously outside and spoke to him and he said, like, oh, can you can you come in tomorrow for half eight? And it was half 11 at night. I was, <laughs> I was like, I might struggle, Rory, but I can, I can come back and, like, as soon as I can. So I ended up coming back and then me and Ports both made the the bench against Forest in the last game of the season. So yeah, that was a an experience. But yeah. it was obviously it was good to make the bench, but not in that circumstance. No, I was meant to be away. My missus was fuming. <laughs> <laughs> Abba, Abba. Next one's also come from Ad. Says you love a beer, so where do you go in close season? Well, away. Yeah, uh, we're going to Dubai on the fifth of June. Nice. Yeah. So yeah, I'll have a few beers there. Not many though. I've seen the prices of them. Yeah, yeah. Don't blame you. So on on that subject, where, where's where's your favourite? Where, where's your favourite city to go and relax in and? Unwind in the summer. Um, probably say we go to London quite a bit. To be fair, I really enjoy London, but uh, I like Manchester as well. Obviously, it's so easy as well because it's like forty minutes an hour down the road. But yeah, we go to London quite a bit. Um, she's actually uh, my missus is in a finishing her exams at uni, so she finishes this week. So I haven't really been able to do much I've just been walking around the house trying to look busy but played a lot of golf but yeah so hopefully when she's finished we'll be able to do some more things talking about playing golf while he was here now say his name did you play golf with Willem yeah a few times. how good is he at golf uh yeah he's good to be fair he does is, he normally um, win yeah uh, 
He won the last time I played with him, yeah. We played at the, you know, the JCB golf course? Yeah, yeah, roasty. Yeah, we managed to get on there and uh, he was he was good that day. But yeah, he just seems to be one of them people that's good at everything. Like, when every morning I go up for breakfast, he's on the pool table and playing darts. Just beats everyone at everything. A twelve foot squad, you can say it's a twat. Yeah, basically, I wasn't going to say it. But... <laughs> Yeah. When, when we well, were for the sponsors day, though, um, they, they said then, didn't they, that Willow was like all round sportsman. Yeah. So, yeah. no it surprise. Annoying. Isn't good at everything. Yeah. Perhaps he batted Alice at darts and then pool, and people were saying, oh, they've had a fight, <laughs> but he blasted him. It's, um... But Alice did win the pool tournament, so it might have been Oh, that. did he? Ah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So now, honestly, I never see anything like it. Just <laughs> wax the ball as hard as it can. <laughs> Brilliant. Uh, back to me then, isn't it? One yes. from Jack that's come in. Your favourite moment since signing for the Vale? Um, we spoke about it before, but the Derby game again. Yeah. I, was, I, was, I don't think much can top that. But I'll tell you what probably comes close, actually, is um, probably Ipswich at home. Yeah, I know we um, I know we lost, but I think we showed a good account of ourselves and obviously took them right to the end and probably deserved something out of the game, to be honest. Yeah, we did that night for me. And, yeah, and the atmosphere that night as well was probably one of the best at home this season, I'd say. Yeah, definitely. It's not the best. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Wayne wants to know, and this this probably might get you kicks kick kicks out from your family, but next time we score, will you kiss the badge? <laughs> we get asked this all the time before, you know, when people wait outside the stadium before we come in. Yeah. So you're gonna kiss the badge today. Um, I can't promise it, but it might come out. <laughs> We're gonna put you on the spot next goal. We want that badge kissed. <laughs> yeah. Um Andy says, what particular skills, if any, have you learned from Andy Crosby? He's a very experienced defender himself with 624 appearances in a 20-year career. And what aspect of his game does he feel, the, uh, what aspect of your game do you feel you need to improve on the most? So what have you learned from Andy Crosby who defended yeah. it and what do you want to improve the most in your game? Yeah, um, I think Cros is obviously, I think he's a top, top coach, probably one of the best coaches that I've worked with um, so I do a lot of work with Cros like after training and stuff so I work quite closely with Cros hopefully that doesn't change now <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah I'd probably say one of the main things he's kind of taught me is so when I come up against like a um, Clark Harris, for example, yeah, like the big, big specimen is kind of like not getting pinned by them and like trying to find little cute ways of because I'm more than likely you're not going to win the header because he's seven foot three and built like a brick. (laughs) (laughs) But um, it's sort of like judging the flight of the ball and finding cute ways to get around it it's probably it's quite hard to explain but we do a, like a lot of analysis on 
clips of when like I've been pinned when I shouldn't have and ways that I could have sort of like made him think that I'm going to his left and sort of kind of sneak to the right just little ways of getting around it so I've done quite a lot of that work with him and obviously I've done loads of him to be fair like the little clip ball down the line you know with kind of the inside of inside of the boot with a best feel he loves that ball cross <laughs> um but yeah he's, i've learned so much off cross and obviously i'm grateful for that and i always want to try and learn every day which i think is a good trait of mine so long may it continue and uh what was the other bit well, the bit was wait before you move on i'm gonna go a bit off piece here because i've just remembered that you you've played under well under one really good ex Vale centre half and another not so good um, in Richard Walker and Gareth Owen. I'll I'll let I'll let the audience decide which way round they are. But how 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 did they have an effect? Because obviously being a centre half, if you're working under a centre half, is that more pressure for you? Um, I don't think it's more pressure. I think it's personally I find it better because I know that I'm going to get I'm going to learn more from him than maybe I'm not saying he doesn't give healthy attackers but I feel like because they've obviously played the same position that I play I can take things which they've obviously learned from playing so many games or whatever so but yeah like to say about um, I had Rich Walker from Probably about under 11 that I worked with him all the way up till um, under 18. And to be fair to Rich, he's again, he's probably one of the better coaches that I've worked with. And uh, I had a really good relationship with Rich. And I still um, keep in contact with him now, as, like a lot of the coaches at Stoke. But yeah, I don't think I feel more pressure. I think it's kind of a good thing because, like I said before, you can learn more from them which is obviously what we all want to do yeah definitely and the second part of that question was what aspect of your game would you like to improve on the most um obviously i'd like to improve all of my overall game but uh probably say god for so much <laughs> uh, Probably my like joining in more when we got the ball and obviously having sustained attacks and I think being more of a threat when we've got the ball because yeah. I, I personally think I'm really good with the ball at my feet um, but I think I can give the team more with what I do whether it's runs and obviously getting more assists and goals. But yeah, but obviously I want to improve my, all my game. Yeah, Bolton away springs to mind when you say that, because remember that, that in front of the away fans at the time, you, you had a real real good run and chopped in a couple of times. And it, was, it was quite interesting to see that side of your game more, because we'd seen it a couple of times, Cambridge away, for example, where I'm sure that you're claiming that one was <laughs> known goal, but it's it, it it's always interesting that the overlapping centre half is now quite quite in favour again. 
Um, do, do you feel like, obviously, we saw Connor Hall do it on, on the other side during promotion season. Do, do you feel like there's a certain type of player that can do that, or are you capable of, of becoming that player that you want to be? Uh, no, I think I'm, I'm definitely more than capable of, of doing that role because we used to do it at Stoke as well through the academy system. So, but that was like towards the end, so I didn't really get much practice at that. But yeah, I think I'm definitely more than capable capable of it. As I, I think I've shown in glimpses this season that I can do it, but obviously I just need to be trying to get more consistent at doing that and even adding more assists or like final ball key passes into my game. And I think that obviously on top of keeping clean sheets is obviously a massive trait to have. So I think obviously goal scoring so now after you don't see many of them. So I think yeah it's I definitely want to get better of it. And I think I can be a lot better at it and hopefully next season I'll uh, be a lot better. On the subject of goal scoring centre halves, Tom, who does the pod with us, um, he, I spoke to you at the supporters club night um, when you were there. Tom did, and he yeah. he's asked, "Is there a reason why you tend to stay back when we have corners and attacking set pit players? Seeing as you're pretty decent in the air and you scored th- three or four goals already in your quite relatively young career." Uh, yeah, I actually, it, I actually had this. Uh, conversation with uh, obviously Carlo Nash who he does he spends a lot of time on the set pieces and I actually I actually said that to him like why why am I at the back when surely we should send three of the bigger biggest players into the box or I think Daryl um, when obviously Daryl was there he wanted he trusted me to stay at the back and sort of he trusted me one v one against someone, so I think it was partly his his call. But like sometimes I'd be up there and sometimes I'd be back, so it was a bit strange. But yeah, it frustrated me as well because obviously everyone wants to score a goal. Yeah. Next season under Cross, you chuck the three of you in there. Ten goals <laughs> for you next season. Hopefully, it's the aim. But the the last the last of the fans' questions then. Yes. Is it me? Yeah. Where would you finish at the club in an 100 metre race? <laughs> 100 metre race? Yeah. Um, do you know what? I think I'd be up there. Who's winning? Genuinely. Who's winning? Uh... Before you answer, Nathan Smith couldn't tell us who the fastest at the club was when we asked him. So. <laughs> Yeah. To be fair, there's not much pace in the season. <laughs> no, there isn't, to be fair. Is there? Um, I think Planty's got a bit of pace, or he seems to yeah. have that boost. Yeah, Planty's quick. I think he's more like powerful than yeah. quick, you know what I mean? Quick over five um, yards, just push it away and go. Yeah. Yeah. yeah uh, I'd probably say Dan Jones. Yeah. He is very fast. And it was last. Oh, Smudger, hundred <laughs> <laughs> percent. Or, or TC, actually. <laughs> I think it'd be a good. It yeah. wouldn't be the best of race between them two. 
that's, that's probably why. Day of pre-season set it up. Yeah, <laughs> probably why Smith couldn't answer it because everyone's always ahead of him then. <laughs> Have you noticed that Smudge just runs the same? You'll never see him change. He's just plugged, <laughs> but he never never goes into a stride. It's mental. <laughs> now you've said that. That's true. That's why he's never yeah. injured. He's never stretching. Yeah, honestly, watch him. You'll you'll just run the exact same. <laughs> With that smile on his face. <laughs> yeah, the gap in his teeth. <laughs> <laughs> right Johnny you've got a, a last round we have a last round it's it's a, a bit of a this or that it's just so people can get to know you finally um, so we'll start with the easy one Coke or Pepsi uh, Pepsi tea or coffee coffee Android or iPhone iPhone Stoke winning the Premier League or you getting promotion with Bale Promotion every day of the week. Definitely. Would you prefer to play against a quick striker or a strong striker? Uh, quick. Indian or Chinese? Ooh. Food. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, you have to be in the mood for either. I'm the same. I can flip between yeah. Probably Indian. Beach or city break? Oh, again, it's a tough one. Um, you know, I'd probably play city break. FIFA or football manager? Um, FIFA. Who do you prefer mark on a corner? Nathan Smith or Alice Harrison? None of them was let him score. <laughs> um, oh, probably Smudge. Ellis is ridiculous in there. But if you're marking Addis now, imagine, and I don't know, you might enlighten it. Imagine he's not pinching and standing on your toes like Smudge is. No, yeah, that's true. But yeah, actually, I probably, probably would mark Ellis. He's, he'd probably give me a cuddle, that fella. <laughs> <laughs> and last one. Fill in the blank, blank and white. <laughs> what? Fill in the blank, blank and white. So what colour are you going? Uh, black. <laughs> always, always. And that's it, we're done, we're done. I've got one more for you. Have you seen next season's kits? No, I haven't actually. Haven't you? I know you no. couldn't tell us if, like, what colours or anything, but no, you haven't seen yeah. it at all? No. No one's seen them yet. I think the kitman said they were getting delivered pretty soon, though, I think. But no, no one's seen them. Wow. Wow. I know what the sponsor is, but I can't tell you that. Oh. The sponsor? Well, it's short. Now you're making me think it's not Synetics. No, no, not, not that sponsor. Oh, the make? Yeah. Right. Well, can't tell you that one. I'm tell you off <laughs> well I'll just that right thank you very much no yeah. problem I enjoyed that thanks for having me on you're welcome and we'll let you know when we're going paralysis escape room and if you're free that Friday night you're more than welcome to join us yeah I'll be there they have extended the invite <laughs> yeah. to you as well so we did phobia last time they want to try a different one next time I'll bring smudge you'll make it more horror you'll pinch you <laughs> Can you imagine being locked in a dark room with him? Oh.
I wouldn't even like me locked in the light room, would he? <laughs> <laughs> I'm oh. sure they'll extend the invite to Smudge as well. <laughs> Brilliant. So, as Bez just said, cheers, cheers for that, Will. Um, thanks for everyone for listening. And as normal, have an ale and up the veil. So, it's full time from the pod, and we've just lost again, and now it's time for a treat. What are you looking for, Bez? Well, I'm looking to who's cost us today. Was it the ref? Was it the players? But whoever it was, cheer yourselves up. Get yourselves to McDonald's. Get yourself a Big Mac tonight, and enjoy it through the app. Johnny? Yeah. There we go. So, automate delivery on on the app. It's at participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com for more details. And don't forget, have an ale and up the veil. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app. You can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered. By fans.